Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales in the form of physical delivery, offshore depositories, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Joining us today is Greg Johnson. He is the president, CEO, and director of Metallic Minerals, which is known for high-grade silver in Canada's Yukon Territory. Mr. Johnson, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having us back. Glad to have you back on the program, sir. In our last interview with Metallic Minerals, we introduced the unique value proposition the company presents to the market, which we highly encourage you to revisit on our YouTube channel, Proven and Probable. Mr. Johnson, as a reminder for our audience, before we delve into the recent company developments, please share with us who is Metallic Minerals and what is the investment opportunity that you provide? Well, Metallic Minerals is a silver-focused explorer, and we are in the Yukon Territory, particularly in the high-grade Keno Hill Silver District. Um, this is one of the world's highest-grade producing silver districts and has had over 300 million ounces of past historic production plus current measured and indicated resources. Uh, our strategy, Maurice, has been to acquire and unitize the district next door to Alexco Resources and their operations uh, with the opportunity in this Brownfields district to make what we believe can be major new discoveries in silver that could create significant new value for shareholders. The company is two and a half years old. What has Metallic Minerals accomplished in those two and a half years in the Keno Hill Silver District? Well, it's been an exciting time for the company. Uh, we started out with a focus on acquisitions, aggregating over 40 different holders into our current 166 square kilometer uh, position. Uh, this is a huge district. It's 35 kilometers uh, across, which is about one and a half times the size of Manhattan. So it's a big area. Uh, we've been able to focus down on priority areas that we believe could be advanced uh, rapidly to drill testing. We've got five large-scale targets that are at that advanced stage. And through our work, particularly this last year, we've identified another 10 multi-kilometer scale early-stage targets that have the footprint and scale that indicate they could be very significant uh, mineral systems. Uh, what I'd remind listeners is this is a district that in the last few years has had several major new discoveries. Uh, including uh, the Birmingham and Flamin Moth deposits, totaling over 60 million ounces of high-grade silver. Uh, and these really stand out as some of the very best deposits for silver in, in the world. Um, based on the fact that uh, historic mining was quite shallow, the new discoveries in the district start right at surface. The geology that we have in, in the district, uh, we see the potential here for a district that could be in excess of a billion ounces, say, similar to the, the geologically similar Coeur d'Alene district. Um, and because of, of these key elements, the, the strategic land position, um, the very experienced team that has a track record of um, discovery uh, in, in the region, including some of the largest deposits uh, in Alaska, Yukon, uh, B.C., uh, we believe that this is a unique opportunity for, for investors and shareholders who are interested in getting exposure to silver. 
Mr. Johnson, the historic Keno Hill Silver District is the perfect neighborhood to confirm the company's thesis. Your neighbor, Alexco, has recently provided a feasibility update on their plans to restart production in the district. Can you walk us through some of the key points from that? Alexco has recently tabled a, a really significant feasibility update, and it has showed that the shallow, high-grade nature of these deposits can provide exceptional economics with low capital costs and very high margins. Their studies showed that the grade um, of Keno Hill at over 800 grams per ton is one of the highest grades in the industry on both a direct silver basis as, as well as on an equivalent basis where you include the value for the lead and zinc. Uh, and that this is a mine that can produce four to five million ounces of silver per year, making it in the top 15 uh, or so uh, primary silver mines. Um, with up to uh, 74% after-tax IRR, so really exceptional uh, economics. And, of course, this is a mill that uh, is already been constructed, so the capital costs here are really about the two new underground mines and uh, refurbishment of that mill. Um, so um, it's, it's really very encouraging, and uh, they further indicated uh, that they are tracking to restart production this year, which will be an exciting development for the district. Well, that's very exciting to hear about Alexco, but let's focus now more on metallic minerals. You just issued a major press release that looks very promising for shareholders, and that news is focused on the East Keno Hill Silver District. Before we get into the details of that, map out for us the geography and the level of development in the different parts of the district and where metallic minerals is focused. Absolutely. Well, it, it is a big district. As I mentioned earlier, it's 35 kilometers from the westernmost deposit um, in the district at Silver King, one of the, the very early discoveries, uh, through Keno Hill, or the namesake mine, which is in the center of the district, and then Cobalt Hill, which is the easternmost deposit. Um, the area uh, that we talked about in in our most recent news release is that eastern kind of third of the district, uh, the least explored compared to the other two. Um, most of the production to date has been in the western third of the district with over 220 million ounces in past production and new discoveries. The central part of the district, which includes the Keno Hill mine and, and the recent flam and moth discovery is a little over 100 million ounces. And amazingly, there hasn't been a drill hole uh, east of uh, the Caribou and Homestake historic mines. So uh, this area in the eastern Keno District is, is one of the most promising areas uh, of the Keno Hill Silver District um, and demonstrates that with the continuation of the geology uh, that goes from both east to west, um, these very pronounced structural corridors, which are core uh, component to forming these high-grade deposits. Um, this really is a district that has uh, tremendous you know, opportunity. Exploration uh, has been um, underway uh, by metallic minerals over the last couple of years, has been one that has been focusing on how do we prioritize these various target areas? How do we systematically move through and identify which areas have the most potential? Uh, that starts out with things like geophysics and, and broad scale mapping, and then zeroes in with things like soil and rock sampling, trenching, and eventually um, drill testing these targets to determine whether or not we can hit the structure 
and then ultimately to vector along those structures looking to make a, a, a new discovery. Mr. Johnson, let's dive into the East Keno Hill Silver District. It sounds like that you've identified some very large mineralized areas. Walk us through some of the results from your recent work in the East Keno area. And uh, what did you know about this area? What were the company's expectations? And also, what did we find out? It really is the culmination of these first couple of years of work. I mean, the East Keno District is is the largest uh, single um, component of our holdings in the district. Um, this is an area that, as I mentioned earlier, uh, is a continuation of the same geologic setting as we see in the central and the western part of the district. What's exciting is we actually have a broader amount of exposure of those key host rocks that host the biggest deposits in the district out here on the east. Um, all of these ingredients are, are really quite key to the potential to find new ore deposits in these large areas. The work that we undertook on the east was one that started out with reconnaissance work following up on historic sampling and, and work that had identified this was an area of interest all the way back into the 1950s and 60s. Uh, but coming in with modern tools like uh, multi-element soil and rock sampling and geophysics uh, and highlighting at a reconnaissance level to start with these areas, um, getting some really significant results back from that and then going back and, and following up on that work. What it showed us is that we've got eight areas on the east that are anywhere from one kilometer to three kilometers in size uh, that are highly elevated in silver and other associated metals. And each one of these, to put that in perspective, is uh, as large or larger than the footprint of, of, say, the Birmingham discovery on the western side of the belt. So this, this is really very exciting. Um, it, it has lots of potential for us as we follow up on these eight separate areas uh, that are showing this Keno-style mineralization uh, in, in a district in an area that's been virtually untested. You know, speaking of the Birmingham deposit, put this into some type of perspective for us. You know, how would you compare this in relation to the surface expression of the 50 million ounce Birmingham deposit on the west side of the district? So the deposits in the Kino district are structurally controlled. Uh, the surface expression of Birmingham uh, is a core that's roughly 200 meters wide and about a kilometer to a kilometer and a half in length. So each one of these soil anomalies um, is anywhere from one to three kilometers um, and up to half a kilometer or kilometer in width. So uh, it really highlights the potential uh, for these to be very significant in the context of the other deposits that have been discovered to date in the Keno Silver District. You know, for audience members, uh, metallic minerals' first set of assays were just a knock out of the ballpark. This really confirms the company's working thesis and the less explored parts of this amazing district, and it has lots of potential for new discoveries. Let me ask this, Mr. Johnson, what are you doing now? Yeah, well, the work continues. Uh, we are in the process of completing our 3D modeling work where we're developing a three-dimensional geologic model uh, for the district. We're incorporating into that uh, the structural framework 
airborne geophysics, uh, the remote sensing data that we're just now going through that can help us map out alteration and, and give us additional clues. We're integrating all of that into our evolving understanding of the structural and geologic controls for where you find large deposits in this very prolific district. Um, we will be releasing additional results and updates on five additional target areas. Uh, these are located in the central part of the district, Kino Hill area, as well as the western part of the district where Birmingham and the other deposits uh, in the Galena Hill area are, are located. And these targets on our holdings are some, they're, they're along some of the largest and most productive structures in the district. And so these have excellent potential um, as they are on strike effectively with Birmingham, Flame and Moth and the Kino Hill trends. Now that we've covered some of the project here, let's talk about uh, the share price here. You know, at Proven Improbable, we interview some of the most trusted names in the natural resource space. And one of the statements that I'm always reminded of offline and online is that price does not always match the thesis. Mr. Johnson, metallic minerals for all intents and purposes is selling at a significant discount. What would you like to say to current and prospective shareholders? Well, I think as a, as a major shareholder myself and someone who, uh, you know, is focused in the, the mining industry, uh, you know, we all have been long suffering as we've gone through the, the current cycle. I, I think the precious metals market is, is, is very oversold at these levels and particularly the highest quality exploration names uh, like metallic minerals. Many of these companies um, are have been trading recently at their 52-week lows, despite the fact that gold and silver you know, have not returned to their lows of last fall. I think, you know, this presents a very strong value buying opportunity uh, for astute investors who are looking to get exposure to this sector. And I think it's a good time to be looking at high quality names. Well, add me to that list of astute investors, you know, for the record, and it should be no secret, we love to buy low and sell high. Therefore, we plan to be active buyers of metallic minerals at these prices. Now, Mr. Johnson, Current state of the metal markets are in many investors' minds right now. Can you provide your perspective on where we are in the current metal price cycle? Well, as we've discussed previously, I think one of the most important things that investors who are looking at pr uh, precious metals need to consider is where are we in the metals cycle? Um, and that is, is critical to understanding uh, are you at a point that's near the highs or, or near the lows, and, and, and where are we? Um, recently, uh, the Incrementum Group out of Europe has updated some of their fundamental charts. This is a group that does just terrific work. Um, and they've produced a really long-term chart that goes back over 50 years. And on that chart, they basically demonstrate that if you ratio commodities as a whole against the S&P 500, that you're looking today at one of the lowest real prices for the commodity space relative to general market stocks in the last 50 years, which is. And on the more recent term, uh, the same group of the Incrementum folks and, and people at Sprott have recently put together some really compelling charts that show that the precious metals um, sector has moved from a peak back in 2011, 2012, through a troughing period here over the last couple of years. And these charts demonstrate uh, that we are starting into the next major upleg, that we've probably um, been putting in the lows here over the last couple of years. And that supports that gold and silver 
valuations are very low right now. And this is, again, uh, a good opportunity to be looking at names coming off that low part of the metal price cycle where there can be tremendous revaluation upside as the cycle um, moves into this next next leg. Mr. Johnson, how does the capital structure look right now for metallic minerals? Well, metallic minerals is a tightly structured vehicle with significant ownership by the board and management. Uh, we now have four different institutional holders and we'll be build, building on that institutional ownership. We have 66 million shares outstanding and nearly two and a half million in cash plus callable warrants. And we're going to be speaking with the holders of those warrants here. I would expect that a number of those will start to uh, to come in here over the near term uh, to provide some of the additional uh, capital necessary for the next stages of our project work. Before we close, in the introductions as part of the metallic group of companies, please introduce us to them and what makes this group stand out. Uh, with the metallic group of companies, we're bringing new exploration thinking to three of the industry's highest grade districts for silver, platinum, palladium, and copper. Um, in each of these cases, under the three companies in the metallic group, we have unitized a previously fragmented district by uh, basically bringing together um, these various land holdings into an integrated and aggregated position adjacent to existing production and infrastructure and applying new models, new thinking with enough scale with these district scale size positions that we believe we have the potential to make breakthrough discoveries and uh, you know next to these uh, known producing mines. Um, by acquiring these district scale brownfields packages adjacent to these already operating mines during this low part of the metal price cycle, we've created what we see as deep fundamental strategic value in the land holdings for our shareholders and look to add to that value through exploration, success, and new discoveries. Um, with that existing infrastructure um, and access, that means that discoveries that would be made can be developed with reduced capital um, and operating costs as compared to remote greenfields projects, and that's, that's a real advantage. And I think our dedicated management teams each bring expertise in these particular metals. And with their track record of successful exploration and development and discovery, um, we're effectively able to put a, a you know first-in-class team on what we believe a first-in-class exploration opportunity. Um, we started the group um, of metallic minerals with, with um, metallic minerals in the Keno Hill Silver District in 2016. Then we saw the opportunity in 2017 to consolidate the famous high-grade Stillwater District with Group 10 metals. This is platinum and palladium in Montana. And then at the beginning of this year, we launched our new copper company, Granite Creek Copper, focused in a high-grade CarMax copper district. Um, we believe that each of these companies represents a unique deep value investment opportunity um, that is unique in silver, platinum, and palladium, and copper. You know, what really stands out to me is three things that you basically said here is the use of optionality. Great use of optionality shows the, the business acumen that the team has. Then we also have the right location 
And then one more time, it's the team. You've assembled a great team with a proven pedigree of success. Uh, Mr. Johnson, let me ask this before we close here. For someone listening that wants to get more information on Metallic Minerals, please share the contact details. Yeah, so the company is located in Vancouver. Uh, Our website is www.metallic-minerals.com. And the company trades uh, on the Venture Exchange uh, under the symbol MMG and on the OTC QB as MMNGF. Direct inquiries, please contact Chris Ackerman at 604-629-7800, extension 1. That number again is 604-629-7800, extension 1. He may also be reached at info at metallic-minerals.com. Last but not least, please visit provenandprobable.com, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales. Greg Johnson of Metallic Minerals, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable, and I really look forward to having you back in the future on the upcoming results at Kino Hill. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor. 